All right, welcome back to the show. Get a little backed up there with commercials. At any rate, we move on now. University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega with us on Saturday. Hurricanes back home against LaSalle, 12 o'clock tip-off. So a little bit of a break here while the players are in uh, finals after uh, playing Colorado on Sunday in Brooklyn. Coach L, good evening. How are you? Hi, Joe. Yeah, we're back home now and uh, getting ready for LaSalle. Uh, Sunday was a tough one uh, against Colorado. They were tall, and uh, their offense exploded in the second half. You got ahead 46-43. I thought you were in pretty good shape, but uh, their offense was pretty relentless. Well, you know, Joe, it, 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 I'm tired of saying the same things, but it's the yeah. same culprits. We're, our defense is not as good as it needs to be, and our rebounding is not as good. Now, you got to give Colorado some of the credit because they were much bigger than us at every spot. And their guards were a little bit bigger than us, but their front court, uh, they, they were 6'9", six, 6'8", six, uh, six, and 7'0". And it was just, they were just too tall. We were having a very hard time keeping them off the backboards. They, every time they cut to the basket, they, they'd get a layup. And uh, it's an area of our game that we're paying very close attention to. But we have to get better. You know, people, the expectation, you know, we've created last year getting to the Final Four of the year before getting to the Elite Eight, but we're a much different team this year. We've got younger guys coming in off the bench. Last season, we had we had uh, two seniors coming in off the bench that really provided us some much-needed rest for our starters. And, and right now, we're trying to figure things out. You know, who's going to take uh, Isaiah Wong's place as our leading scorer? Who's going to take Jordan Miller's uh, place as a uh, Mr. Efficiency and, and uh, uh, a, a defender who can guard multiple positions. We can utilize him and his flexibility to guard the four, the five, the three. He could guard everybody. So we're we're trying to figure that out. My coaches have, have emphasized it actually from day one, but uh, it, it hasn't resonated yet. Uh, we're seven and two, Joe. And normally I'd be happy with seven and two, but because of the way we lost the two games, one point game at halftime on Sunday, we have a lead with 15 minutes to go, and then we self-destruct. Yeah, just like we did uh, at Rupp Arena against Kentucky. It was a, a close game at halftime. Kentucky came out on on fire and ended us blowing us out. Now, I will say this, our expectations are high, but our opponent expectation is when they're playing Miami, a a team that made it to last year's Final Four, everybody is giving us their best shot. And we need to rise to the occasion as a competitive team and not give in when something doesn't go right. We fall behind by seven or ten points. The game's not over. Right. We need to fight our way back, and we haven't learned to do that yet. You know, you mentioned uh, Isaiah, and one of the things that uh, Zay was really good at was scoring over high hands. And the Kentucky game and uh, the Colorado game, you mentioned their size. Uh, 
trying to defend that. But I think also it affects on the other other end, offensively, trying to score over those high hands has been a bit of a challenge. All right, so we talked uh, quite extensively today about one of the issues we have on offense. We're dribbling too much and turning the ball over too much. Uh, two years ago, we were seventh in the country in fewest turnovers. Last season, we were 47th and much better during the NCAA tournament of not turning the ball over. Right now, we're 225, where there's 224 teams who've turned the ball over less than us. Hmm. And we've emphasized that to our team and actually did a great job today. I've added a drill called TOBE, (laughs) T-O-B-E. It stands for Turnover Ball Elimination. So every time we go five on five, if someone turns it over, that ball gets eliminated. And if we have 12 balls in the rack, if all if we have 12 turnovers and there's no balls left, all we're going to do is run and condition. So today the players did a really good job of handling the ball, only had four turnovers when we played five on five. So if we can keep that up, That'll make a major difference in our offensive efficiency. You uh, you have LaSalle, Stonehill, and North Florida to go here before we go back into full-time conference play. So three more games to work on some of these things, right? Exactly. I mean, everybody goes home at Christmas time. So we have two games before Christmas and one right after Christmas before we start conference play. And every opponent is different. LaSalle is playing very well right now. They're 7-2, and two, and they have two, actually three, outstanding guards. One of them scored 40 points against Temple, Adam Fisher's team. And I talked to Adam. He said their guards are a handful. If they get it going, they are hard to guard. Mm. And that's something that we have to get better at. We worked on it today. We worked on it. The funny thing is, Joe, uh, going into the LIU game, we we worked on it uh, several days in a row and played great defense that night, gave up 49 points. And then leading up to Colorado, a much different team, a team that moves the ball and cuts without the ball, sets a lot of screens. We did a terrible job. Our whole emphasis was to take away the paint And all they did was get the ball in the paint and score. So our players, uh, great kids who work hard, they got to understand the game plan and execute the game plan. And until they do, until we become a smarter defensive team, we're going to struggle at the defensive end. Uh, You've mentioned a couple of times uh, needing somebody in that second unit to start – for their level of play to start to rise a little bit. You've got a couple of guys that have been with you and then a new player, a couple of new players. And uh, looks like Keyshawn George is starting to get his confidence. Uh, maybe he didn't lack confidence. Maybe the, it was the basketball guys just saying, we're not going to let that ball go in so quickly, but he is shooting the ball better, right? Well, here's our bench. Keyshawn George, who is, uh, it was his birthday today. Oh. We we had a, a birthday cake that his parents set to, to celebrate. So the guys after practice today had a slice of cake in the locker room. But Keyshawn uh, turned 20 today, 
and he's a young 20. His body is not fully developed, and and his game is very good. He can shoot the three. He's a good passer, transports the ball very, very well. Um, but at the defensive end of the floor, he's he's lacking right now. He's got to improve that. Some of it is just his his uh, limitation in terms of lateral quickness. He's not the quickest guy, but he's got length. He's six eight and and can use that length to his advantage at the defensive end. <clears throat> and then Christian Watson, who's six seven. He needs to help us defensively, much like we expected uh, Bensley Joseph to do last year. Bensley didn't start, but he came in off the bench and played great defense, and so so did Harlan Beverly. Those two guys were our defensive stoppers coming in off the bench. We need Christian Watson to do the same thing. He hasn't quite figured that out. Mm -hmm. I think he understands what we need for him but he's getting frustrated by the lack of success. And then our two biggest guys, AJ Casey, 6'8", and Michael Nawako, 6'10", they, they've really got to improve their defense. Michael gets in foul trouble very quickly, and AJ loses his man too often. Oh, we, we've got to improve our bench defense. The players coming in off the bench, the subs, in order to give the quality rest to the starters. And uh, we're just not there yet, Joe. And I say yet because I'm hoping and praying (laughs) that we'll get there. But uh, it's a real challenge. Yeah. Well, they've got the right guy leading him. I know that much. Um, What are your thoughts? Have you had a chance to uh, examine the early part of the ACC? Clemson's off to a tremendous start. They've won all their games. Um, Duke's in a dogfight right now with with, uh, with Hofstra. Um, Georgia Tech had a big win against Duke. Do you have any early impressions of the, of the ACC? Yeah. I, the, the league is, is um, in a transition period. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what you're seeing, Boston College has had some terrific wins and a couple of tough losses. But they just beat St. John's. The game after us was Boston College versus St. John's, and they beat St. John's. That's a very good neutral site win for them. Um, and and uh, Wake Forest has just added um, Efton Reed. Uh, I know you haven't seen him yet or heard about him, but he's 6'11", 7 foot, 260 pounds, and he's exactly what Wake Forest needs to take a giant step forward. Mm-hmm. And they've won some very good games, and Efton Reed is going to help them a lot. They've got veteran players at all the positions. They are much improved. Duke, on the other hand, is young. Right? Even though they've got some critical players coming back, they're still playing a lot of freshmen. And when you play freshmen – they notoriously are a little bit um, behind at the defensive end of the floor. So when I watched them play Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech was taking advantage of that inexperience by backscreening for their big man and by screening a Filipowski, he was not able to get back and play the big guy on a lob. 
And the, the back screener uh, was being guarded by a freshman, and the freshman didn't realize how much help he had to give his teammate. So they're young. They'll get better and better, hopefully like we will with our young players. But, uh, you know, the, the Lee Carolina is very, very good, very, very much together this year, playing very good team basketball. So I think they're, they're in a good position. Virginia, of course, is very consistently good at the defense. And when their offense is clicking, they're, they're a tough team to beat. Uh, your defense has to shut their offense down because you're not going to score a heck of a lot of points against them. Florida State, on the other hand, they're they're a little bit uh, like us, a little up and down. They beat Colorado in a very good game in overtime, but then they turned around the other day and lost to South Florida, <laughs> which I would have thought uh, Florida State would probably win that. But uh, Syracuse is playing good. They had a nice road win over a Georgetown. Uh, Pittsburgh is really talented, and uh, they've got three big guys to contend with, the twins that come in off the bench, and then Federico Federico, who's a, a deer who can run the floor. He's like a gazelle. And uh, that, that gives us quite the challenge of, of really sprinting back and preventing the five-second layup. I know I've left some teams out, but uh, this league is gonna—it's gonna be a dogfight. Uh, the teams that that continue to improve, Clemson is perhaps the most experienced team in the league. They got a great leader in PJ Hall, and then they got Joe Girard, who transferred right. from from Syracuse, who gives them a dynamic backcourt. Uh, they can really, really score the ball. And when you have a big guy like P.J. Hall and two dynamic guards, then you're going to be hard to beat. And that's our next conference game, our first game in January. So we really need to finish the non-conference on a positive note and get ready for Clemson after Christmas. I was thinking about this the other day as we were navigating our way through New York City. It must be awfully challenging this time of the year for coaches. You're playing uh, non-conference games. You're playing in tournaments. You're playing in neutral sites. You're playing road games in places you don't normally play them. Uh, you have a couple of holidays to deal with and exams. How challenging is it this time of the year to try to bring your team together? You know, Joe, when I was at George Mason, I, I had a, 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 a rule that we don't play during exams. And it would be 10 days we, we wouldn't play because I think it's very difficult on, on a player who's got final exams coming up to really concentrate on basketball when he really should be concentrating all of his efforts on his academics. And this year, not only did we play, we played a road game in New York. And not, not only was that a long trip, we, we, it, it took us two and a half hours to fly to New York. And you know, it then took us two and a half hours in New York traffic to get to our hotel. So by the time you get there, you're, you're exhausted. And then again, the next day, 
We couldn't practice near our hotel. We had to travel to like an open gym, a big facility where people were playing soccer and and basketball. And we had to share the facility with uh, these people. And it's it's just not conducive to great game day preparation. And so I, I feel like, you know, we needed to play a lot better against Colorado. We needed to have better preparation to beat them. And we have to still figure out how we're going to defend and rebound better. All right, Coach. I'll let you uh, off early tonight so you can rest up your voice some more. And uh, yeah. uh, I'll see you on uh, Saturday for LaSalle. That's going to be a, uh, another interesting challenge. And I uh, look forward to that and look forward to speaking to you on Saturday. Okay, Joe. Thanks so much. Always enjoy talking with you. All right. That's uh, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega with us here. And I think he pretty much gave a very good rundown, very good analysis of where the team is right now. Seven and two, three non-conference games to go before Clemson uh, comes knocking on the door, probably undefeated here on January the 3rd. Got to fix the rebounding. Got to fix uh, the defense. And got to show a little more fight, as the coach said. Okay, let me uh, talk to you for a moment as we are in the thick of the holiday season about one of the great University of Miami basketball fans, Ed Williamson, and of course, uh, his lovely wife, Carol. And if you're in the uh, market right now during this holiday season for an automobile, may I recommend Williamson Buick GMC. The new Buick models arriving every single day at Williamson. So they're going to have the new Buick that you're looking for, whether it's an Encore, an Envision, an Enclave, whatever it might be, you're going to get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a Buick. Or perhaps you want to go bigger than GMC, maybe a Canyon, the Acadia, the Terrain, the Sierra, the Yukon. You want to get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a GMC? No problem. Ed Williamson and his staff will be there to greet you. They'll get you into the right automobile, and you can get a new you can get a new GMC from your premier GMC dealership. Now, whether it's a Buick or a GMC, it's easy to find. Williamson Buick GMC located on US 1 just south of the Palmetto. And as always, Williamson is Miami.